It's in the news today, but it was actually on TV Reload, the podcast, last week. Welcome back, guys, to TV Reload. My name is Benjamin Norris, as you may know, and this is your podcast to get all the inside goss on the popular shows you may be watching from around the world. Undeniably, our TV sets are a major part of our home entertainment, and yet very little is known about how our favourite shows get made. So each episode, I've been finding guests that want to dive just that little bit deeper into the shows they're currently making so that you can hear all their exclusive stories and gain access to the biggest names in Australian television. I want to thank you for downloading or subscribing to this podcast, however you found me. I love hearing your feedback, so make sure you leave a review or a comment on your chosen podcast platform. This chat, I'm joined by Ant Middleton, the host of Channel 7's new reality series, Million Dollar Island, which launches this week on Australian screens. The series is extremely ambitious and has the most amount of reality TV contestants ever formed competing for the cash prize of a million dollars. The show does borrow a lot of ideas from your favourite reality shows, kind of rolls them together. Sure, there are elements of Survivor and Big Brother, which fans will notice, but there's also new ways in which these contestants get tested that makes this format new and exciting. Anthony Middleton is a British adventurer, writer, television personality, and former UK Special Forces soldier. He is best known in Australia for his role as Chief Instructor on SAS, and it's very exciting to have him here today on the podcast. I will find out why Ant said yes to this show and if he's excited to show a softer side. Ant will talk about why it wasn't hard for him to control 100 contestants and what the pressure of $1 million can do to a person. We will also unpack Ant's love of Australian television and if a role on Home and Away would interest him. Plus, guys, we're going to get plenty of exclusives from behind the scenes of Million Dollar Island, which starts on the 12th of June and is on three nights a week, Monday, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, plus we will be available to catch up on 7+. Anyway, let's bring Ant into the podcast. And guys, I really hope you enjoy this special preview of Million Dollar Island. Hi, Ant. How are you? Yes, Ben. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> well, I'm very excited because uh, I really do enjoy a new format of a reality show. And this one is like nothing we've ever seen before. What did you say when they came to you with the idea of doing Million Dollar Island? It was one of those where you try to imagine it in your head. You know, 100 people on the island. They've got $10,000 on their wrists. So they're worth $10,000. Um, the bracelets and the money have to stay on the island whilst people obviously leave or go or get eliminated or just leave off their own will and then they have to battle it out every single day so the survival element really intrigued me i thought i love survival um surviving on an island for a month by itself is hardcore enough as it is and then to add the battle element you know challenges every single day whether it's arena challenges or survival challenges on top of that survival, I thought to myself, this will be very interesting. And also, you know, I could help them along the way where where necessary or where where I could. So I, I snapped it up straight away. I was like, let's do it. Let's uh, let's implement some some pain and suffering, and you know, let's let, let's get it on. So uh, it was a no brainer for me when uh, Channel Seven came and offered me the hosting role. I thought it was really interesting because we're getting a much softer side of you than what we've seen on SAS and what we've known of you. Was that also a bit of a draw card to, to maybe, you know, take it down a couple of notches? Yeah, absolutely. You know, SAS is so unique. You know, it's, it's a military show. It's a compressed sort of uh, form of the UK selection process. Um, and, you know, you have to scream, you have to shout, you have to insert discipline as part of being in the military. But that's such a small part of who I am. 
you know, that's how I uh, was taught and that's how I teach when it comes to military tactics because, you know, you embed it in their heads. You know, you make any mistakes on the battlefield, it's life or death. So uh, that's definitely just a small part of me. Who you see on Million Dollar Island is the majority of me. It's who, who I really am. You know, I'm a family man. Um, you know, I love helping people. I love getting the best out of people. But ultimately, you do see that on SAS, but in a brutal kind of way, where on Million Dollar Island, you get to see you know, the, the, the real me more than, more than you do on SAS. So yeah, that was, that was also uh, a great way of just uh, showing people a different side to me. I also thought, you know, when it came to casting this role, I was like, we've got a hundred contestants. We need somebody who's going to be able to command a hundred people. I mean, how hard was it to get the cast to, to shut up and listen to you at times? Um, no, it wasn't too hard actually, because when they first met me, you can imagine, you know, their eyes sort of widened just to say, you know, are we going to, are we going to die on this island? <laughs> you know, And it wasn't until I got them in the arena and uh, I sort of, you know, introduced myself as, a, as this, this host and, you know, I'm there as their, ultimately as their biggest cheerleader, I'm there to help them through, I'm here, there to give them a, uh, a few, few gems along the way in order to survive and, uh, make it through the challenges. So once I told them that I was there to help them through this process and to, and to guide them through it, they, uh, they were really responsive to that. They were all ears. They were really focused. And, you know, as the days went by, they realized why, why I was there, you know, to really sort of help them through and to, and to guide them through as much as I could without giving the game away. Um, so the respect was there, which was great. And also, uh, to be fair, they did pin back their ears and listen in. So I didn't have to bring SAS Ant out um, at all. It was just a million dollar island. Bit of, you know, Stockholm Syndrome. They end up becoming obsessed with, you know, the people that are capturing them. You know what I mean? Like, I think that. <laughs> I didn't that capture them. It. I didn't capture them. You know, you make, me look, you, make me, you make me look bad. You make me think like I've caught them and all of a sudden I've just flung them on an island. I wish I could do that, but um no, I think yeah, they they did actually come in with a bit of a oh good lord, it's it's, it's Ant Middleton, um, and thinking that I'd do a bit of screaming and shouting, but no, it was completely the opposite, and it was nice as well because you know you could see that they were pleasantly surprised as well, you know, especially when they're tired, they're hungry, they're suffering, you know, they're weak into it, they know they've got three weeks left. Um, they really looked they looked to me for 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 guidance, and I could see it in their eyes. You know, I'm very good at. Uh, uh, figuring people or sussing people out um and i could tell sometimes that they really needed that sort of pick me up because they having to survive for a month is hardcore enough as it is you know to survive just for a month is hardcore um to battle every single day physically and psychologically against each other yeah on top of that yeah it was it was just a, a new format and a, a brutal a brutal uh, a way of uh, doing a show so it was brutal enough for them. So they didn't need me to be, uh, to be like that. I feel like with a hundred million dollars on the line that it's going to bring out either. A hundred million. Oh, if they, oh I sorry. I said million dollars. <laughs> 100 million. Oh my God. It's very early for me on a public holiday. I've managed to lose my mind. A hundred million would be good, but a million dollars for anybody, I would say, is either going to bring out the best or the worst in people. Do you think it brings out the best in these contestants or do you think it's bringing out the worst in them? Well, do you know what? We're naturally empathetic towards each other. You know, we naturally, uh, as humans, you know, want to help each other, want to be there for each other. And that's the the twist. That's the interesting dynamic because, you know, on an island, 
to survive, you need each other. Then all of a sudden you, you throw a million bucks into the mix. Um, you know, you, all of that goes out the window, especially when they get closer. I saw as I was getting closer and closer to, to the money and towards the end of the game, let's call it, um, you could see the, the million dollars taken over. You could see, you know, dollar signs in their eyes, you know, when they're waking up, you could see that they were hungry for the money. And then cough. Talk about seeing, you know, going from the best of humanity to the worst of humanity. <laughs> and I suppose I, I don't like to call it the worst of humanity, but, the, you know, their game plans really kick in. You know, when they see and smell and they can touch that million bucks, um, the game plan definitely uh, definitely comes into play. And, yeah, you do see, you know, but again, a lot of manipulation, a lot of vindictiveness, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of uh, strategies, shall we say, negative strategies in order to, to get their hands on the money. Did you try out any of these challenges? Because a lot of these challenges look like a lot of fun. I mean, some of them are a bit stressful, but I was wondering whether or not you'd be standing there on the sideline going, I want to try that one. Oh, absolutely. You know, before they, they came into the arena, I was I was having a go on 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 the ones that didn't need resetting as as much. Um, so yeah, that that's what was great about the uh, show as well. You know, I was I was sat on the sidelines and I really wanted to get involved. Um, but it was really really good to sort of help help out as much as I could in order for them to to succeed. Because ultimately, that's what that's what you want people to do. You want them to to succeed in life. But it was really hard because sometimes I'd be like. Do it like this, you idiot. You know, it's, it's really hard. Just to... I'd be the same. I'd be like, I'm sorry, but you're hopeless. That's not how you do it. Step aside. Let me show you how yeah, to do I it. Know, like a big elbow coming in. I'm going to ask you, you know, a lot of these shows, there's like, you know, all these, you know, there's Love Island, there's F-Boy Island, there's all these islands. And I found out that a lot of them are not actually on islands. Was this on an island? And, and where was it filmed? Yeah, you. it is how you see it. Again, that was really important for me when... The channel channel seven came up to me and said about the idea i said Look, is it going to be authentic first of all um you know is it going to be real what, what how's it going to work and they was like and this is why we want you to to host it and that was a big big part of, of me hosting it so it was done on, on an island it was um it was an island um in malaysia just off uh Langkawi. and uh as you see it as, as it played out. So obviously there's an element of, you know, rallying the troops together, which I do through a tannoy um, in order for them to make their way to, to the other side of the island where the arena is, where they, where they do their challenges. So there was a bit of command and control for a tannoy, but it, 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 how you see it is how it played out. You know what I was thinking, because this is coming after home in a way, a good cross promotion might've worked. What about something like that? Would you ever consider being on Home and Away or doing any acting while you're here in Australia? I'm a big fan of Home and Away. I remember it as a kid, <laughs> you know, I've watched Home and Away all the time. And uh, listen, uh, yeah, I'd be honoured to, to do a part in Home and Away. Um, <laughs> so listen, don't never say never, right? We could do the crossover the other way. We get Alf Stewart on the island. No, listen, I couldn't do anything to Alf. He, he commands too much respect. I would. Uh, I remember Alf as as a child, like I said, um, growing up. So uh, listen, yeah, that's that's one person I couldn't shout at. So I'd have to I'd have to leave it at that. <laughs> Before you go, you know, we've got another a season of SAS that's coming up, and you know, it's a huge show for you. Uh, one thing: Are you worried that now being on a softer side on this show, you then have to go back to this other version? Is that going to be a hard uh, transition? <laughs> 
No, no, it's not actually. Um, when I'm, it's really not strange, but when I do my shows, I, I, I get into a certain headspace. You know, when I do SAS, I don't revert to a, to a character. I don't get into character. I go back to my military headspace of being an instructor, of being on operations, on, you know, on really taking it really seriously. So um, all I do is I go back to that headspace, get in the moment, and then it, everything just flows naturally. So uh, that's that's all I do. But um, yeah, SAS this season was was brutal, um, and I'd say even more brutal just because um, maybe because I'd filmed um, Million Dollar Island just before. So <laughs> you know the chief instructor in me was raring to get out. So uh, as soon as I stepped um, I uh, stepped foot with the new recruits on SAS, um, they got the good news. Do they get more and more used to the idea of it because it's now been on TV for a while and it's so popular? Like, do the do the so no. do these people that turn up on the show do they sort of understand it a little bit more? No, because everything we do just is is so different. They come with a preconceived idea. That's where they fall down. You know, rather than coming just with an empty mind and going, do you know what it is? It is what it is. I'm just going to take it every hour as as it comes. They come with this preconceived idea of of how the shows run, and it trips them up every single time, every single time, because this is so unique to any sort of TV world that um, you know you'd think that they we wouldn't be able to put them through what we put them through. So um, they always come um, with that preconceived idea that this is a TV show. Well, ultimately, for me, I'm running a course, a military course. So um, no, they they always. Uh, they, I think we always shot them from day one. Well, I, you know, I've upgraded it to a hundred million dollar island, but uh, I love it. <laughs> that's are what you it putting the other ninety nine? Are you putting the other ninety nine million in? Are you, uh, Ben? <laughs> you know, it's so weird. I just looked up yesterday, like what I was worth. I don't know if you've ever done that. I put it into Google. You know, what am I worth? And it came up and said I was worth five million dollars. Wow. <laughs> Have you wow. worked up? I was like, that's not true. I mean, I'm. Still coming to you More from than the that. apartment. <laughs> I could do with the money. I'll audition for the next series just to meet you in, in the flesh. Everyone who joins the podcast gets this last question. What's something from behind the scenes? So, something from behind the scenes of what it was like to make this show. Uh, can you give us a bit of a secret or something that happened along the way? Because we were figuring it out, because it's a new format, we were, we were literally you know, figuring it out on the move. I'm not joking you, you know, I'd have a script that I'd revise uh, the night before because I wanted to go on and make sure, you know, that I nailed everything. Um, so the script that I revised on, on how the task would run and how, how things would play out, that just went out the window after, you know, I'd literally go on to set, there's no word of lie, I'd go on to set and they'd be like, I haven't got the new script. And I'm like, no, I haven't. I'm just going to run with what I've got. <laughs> So, but to be fair, you know, the production, we were working around the clock, but um, yeah, I was, uh, I was going on to, uh, on, on into the arena scriptless sometimes, um, but that wasn't any fault of anyone there, um, but it just changed all the time because it's such a new format and we were figuring it out on the move. Um, but it worked out in the end, it worked out really well, but um, yeah, I was literally, you know, ripping up scripts before I was walking onto set. So that was, uh, that was interesting. Very interesting. And a first. <laughs> Good preparation for your home and away gig. There you go. We've just made up in our own heads. Um, can I just say how amazing it is to talk to you this morning? I'm a big fan. Uh, good luck with this series. I'm really looking forward to it. And then, you know, we'll catch up with you again when SAS comes out later this year. 
Brilliant. Look forward to it, Ben. Thanks very much for having me. <laughs> Thanks for the chat.